This is the Relevant Podcast. It's episode 952, and it's The Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from my living room here in Orlando, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. No, literally, he's literally in the other room right now. So we, we tried the same house. room. We tried the same room, but I'm too boisterous to be located. It was, in, in it was maddening. So I banished him to the other side of the house. Uh, from Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, and mogul, Derek Miner. What up? What up? Man, I, if you are listening to this episode on Friday, thank you, because that means you're a Relevant Plus subscriber. Early adopters, we appreciate you. If you're hearing this on Monday, that means you have not yet experienced the wonders and joy of being a Relevant Plus subscriber. You should go check it out. You will get this episode or this podcast ad-free and released early. If you didn't hear uh, last episode, we told you all about it. We just launched Relevant Plus uh, last on the 15th, uh, last Tuesday. And uh, it's exciting. We're, we have an enhanced digital magazine. We have an exclusive podcast that we're releasing. And then this podcast will be ad-free and released early for subscribers. So go check that out if you haven't um, yet. So there you go. So that's why we're not doing the date at the beginning anymore. We're saying episode 952 because who knows when you're going to hear it. That's kind of... Well, well Cameron, no matter what day they're listening, the day it's recorded is March 15th, which everyone knows yep. is the birthday of both Michael Scott and Cameron Strike. So, <laughs> and happy birthday. Yeah, happy happy birthday, birthday, Cameron. Yeah, happy Thank birthday, you. Man. This is now happy three birthday, episodes homie. and we missed my birthday. Thank yes. you, guys. This is, this is great. This is a month-long celebration. <laughs> Listen, you officially black because black people celebrate their birthday <laughs> for a whole long. week, whole month. It's yep. birthday yep. month. Like, that's I'm what it is. You're coming, you know what down, you're coming down in two weeks. I'm still taking that as hey, birthday. We celebrate, like, baby. Hey, you know, hey, you know I'm going to come in on the, on the day. I got to come two weeks late yeah. so we can do the black right. birthday at, you know, two weeks right. later. You know what I'm saying? Hey, my whole thing is like, okay, after my birthday, I'm going to start working out. I got to get ready for this race and fall. Okay, I got to start getting on the horse again. And then like, well, no, Derek's coming. I can't be all working uh-uh. out and, and no, like sir. healthy when Derek's here. You take you a wait for that. No, and then we're going to we be are. in Wyoming a few weeks after that. So might as well just start after Wyoming. Nah, we, no, don't do that. Because look, <laughs> I know. I'm letting you know, I'm already down 10 pounds, baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm down 10 Ow, on things. Wow. I'm down to them things, man. You know what I'm saying? What are you I doing? Just, you know, you know what? Well, y'all did I the just, big challenge in December. I did the, I did the 45-day challenge. That definitely helped. But you know what? There's a guy I look up to. I really, really like him. His name is David Goggins. And I remember yeah. seeing I remember seeing a, a video that he did. And he said, he's running. Like, this dude is always hardcore. So he's like running in the middle of Phoenix, Arizona at 120 degrees. He said, there's a lot of people that are like, yo, why am I so fat? He said, well... It's because you're eating too much effing food. And I was like, dang. I was like, that's Something's so... Something's never been truer. I was like, yo. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's actually correct. Like, it's like, yep. yo, maybe if I just, like, lower my portion size and Same. try... So what I've been doing is just, like, like if I go to... Like, and I haven't been starving myself, but, like, I like Chick-fil-A. So if I go to Chick-fil-A, maybe i skip the waffle fries, right? You know what I mean? There you go. Or, you know what I mean? Like, just trying yeah. to, like, find ways that I could cut... That's like, okay, this is, I'll still be fulfilled, but I won't be like over it like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you go to Chick-fil-A, if you don't want to eat the bread because you want to be a little healthier, uh-huh. get the nuggets and then get a side of pickles and make you a pickle nugget sandwich. Ooh. Thank me later. I'm just saying, thank me that's later. Not, that's not, that sounds a little bit weird. I ain't going to even lie that. That sounds a little bit weird. Try it and let me know. So, you just say, can I have some extra pickles? And you put a nugget in between two pickles and there's your sandwich and it's well, so good. So what I have been doing though, <laughs> I have been getting the nuggets and then I'll just do like the kale crunch salad. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Mm-hmm. Small right. changes. You know? Yeah, just like so small things and like literally 10 pounds and I'm still... You know, I'm still making my lot. I would like to speak up for the women, though, because this is all great that you guys can do this. I say that men can go like take a number two and lose 10 pounds. <laughs> it's not that easy for us women. Y'all go ask the women in your life. Every woman that's listening right now is like, I hate you, Derek, because I substitute kale and that don't do nothing for me. So I'm happy for you, but I need to speak up for the women because men just drop weight like that. Yeah. I, hey, that's why yeah. I don't. That's I'm like all in or all out. That's my issue is like, mm. I can't do I I, it's that. a struggle for me to do moderation. You know what I mean? Like just to yeah. live moderate is boring. 
let's go all the way or go all the way. You know what I mean? So like for me, I'm like, I'll, I'll go up, I'll go up 20, 30 and I'll go down 30. I mean, it's just like, bam, bam, you know, like we got to like get you years. ready for this marathon though, bro. I cannot I be, I, bro. How, when when I is know. the marathon? August, first week in August. I missed yeah. this announcement. Oh, Can you tell me what you're doing? Man. Well, it's called Hood to Coast. I did this a few years ago. Oh yeah. Uh, My brother has done that a handful of times. It's a, it's not a marathon. It's a 24 hour relay race. So you have a team mm -hmm. and you run yep. from 5,000 feet elevation on Mount Hood near Portland and you run down the mountain and through Portland to the beach and it takes Oof. 24 hours. Oof. And so you have a team of like six or eight other people. You're going to run about 20 ish miles, but you're going to do it in chunks, like three different segments. And then you're like in a van while your relay members, where your teammates are going, right. you're just in a van waiting for three, four hours and you're up for 24 hours. It is a grueling endurance thing. I did it a few years ago to raise money for World Vision, clean water mm -hmm. projects. And yeah. that's why I'm, I'm running with Team World Vision again and we're going to be raising money. So this summer I'm going to be hitting everybody up for some donations. But, you know, Bro, that's why we anyway, might be yeah. my brother. Right, he runs for World Vision, too. And he really? is like he's a little legit. Like he runs marathons every year. Like he's a legit yeah. runner. Oof. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that's there because I can raise some money. I'm not there because we're going to win the race. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm there because they need some people to raise well, you, 13 you grand. Could, you, know? you could, Cameron, if 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 we don't if we don't celebrate your birthday for three months, then you know what I'm saying? Like, well, maybe so we last can get time, on the right track. What happened last time was, I mean, I was I was ready, but I waited too late in the year to really start training because. And, you know, again, if I'm off the wagon, I'm off the wagon. And then to get back on, I just kind of went shock and awe, right? I went all in, you know, and went too hard. And a couple of weeks into my training, I had a stress fracture in my foot because I just was like, I overdid it. You know what I mean? And so like, then I was sidelined for six weeks. And so I really wasn't ready for the race. It was a struggle. And so this year I'm going to pace myself and literally starting tomorrow, I'm going to start my daily kind of like working myself up to it. So you know, I'm joking. I won't. I won't be waiting for Derek to come to get ready. But I, I, I'm starting tomorrow. I was like, once Jesse's gone, real life starts. So you know, we gotta do no it for the crazy kids, hot man. We gotta do takes. it for the kids. Well, yeah, and, and that's, I know. I, but all of you guys have such like solid, you know, nutritional or fitness strategies. Whether it's you know, hacks to you know make food less caloric, you know, fitness programs, watching David Goggins, you know, uh, uh, training stuff. I go more to James Harden. I play my way back into shape. Now, the problem is I podcast professionally for a living. So it takes a lot of podcasts to burn any actual physical calories. But it's the only strategy hey, I got. The only one I'm comfortable that's with. That's actually, dude, that's been my issue, actually, is not what I eat. It's my extreme lack of like movement because we for three years day. I've been at yeah. this house and I, when I was out, we had an office and whatever, like my routine was on the way to work. I'd stop by the gym and it was just built into my schedule. And now if I got to start work at eight 30, I'm getting up at eight 25. I'm not like going <laughs> to work out at six. Yeah. I'm just not. And so it's just been tough for me to like get into a new era or a new routine. I, I think I went into this season thinking it was like temporary. I know be kind of like, you know, a break. And then like, all of a sudden I look up, it's been stinking two, three years. And it's like, uh Oh, you know, so I got to get back on the horn. That's why I set that goal. I need a deadline. I need a reason to get going. And so that's why I signed up for the race was just like, I got to force myself to, you know, get back into a new era, you know, let's do I'm this. I'm so happy you're doing that. I love yeah. that race. Yeah. It's, it it's is. a memory. It's crazy. And we get to go to the Nike employee store and we get like Oof. all the Nike stuff for 40% off, 50% off. Oh, so. wow. Okay. Okay. okay it makes it all okay. work. They're one of the sponsors. You know, you can oh, bring yeah, Cameron, totally. you can bring friends to be drivers. So like Derek can be <laughs> yeah. driving your van. Yeah. That is that very would true. That be awesome. That's all, that's all I would van. be doing too is driving. Cause I'm definitely not running. I'm gonna let you know that now. <laughs> Don't even ask me if they have a basket. If they got a basketball uh, <laughs> tournament, I'll play in that. But there we go. I'm yeah. not running. I'm not running for no reason. If I'm running, I'm running from something <laughs> or after something. I'm either chasing or being chased. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
I am like, I, I like, I like weight training. I like basketball. I like playing sports. I do not like running. I can't yeah. run. I just, I hate it. And that's why I signed up for it. It's like that thing that scares me the what? most. <laughs> oh, okay. It. I got you. You want to like, conquer, conquer that. Got you. Yeah. Okay. And it's yeah. like okay. public, public. I'm, people are donating. I have accountability. I'm part of a team. Right. You know what I mean? I can't quit on myself. I can't quit on everybody else. So I like, I literally force myself to go in a situation where it's, I'm in over my head. I can't, this isn't, you know, and it's challenging me and you grow through that, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, face bruh, your fears, I, you know? I, I hate that. I, I love that you like that because me, bro, I've been done let all the kids down, let down all my team, all my, if they have to go, if they go <laughs> and run, Derek's just like, like man, I'm down, bro. I'm there. I'm over like, there. There's hey. a Chick-fil-A over there. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finna go make me a pickle sandwich real That's quick. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're in a bad, listen, we're in a bad situation. The band's about to run out of gas. And I'll tell you this, I ain't running to get to the gas station. So, right, so hey, look, it's already eight dollars a gallon up here in Portland. So we gotta. <laughs> <laughs> From what I understand, this is one long big downhill. Can we just pop her a neutral? Just get some momentum. Let's get out of here. Let's go to dude. That's yeah, that is. Donuts. Hey, running da- running down a mountain is actually. I'm not it's saying it's hard. harder than running up a mountain, yeah. but it is hard. And yeah. it's not oh, a straight word? down thing because you have the up and down and up and down and up and down. So you're like, it's hard both ways. It's it is grueling. Knees. It's yeah. Now yeah, because really this difficult. is because this no, is man. one. This this isn't like you're qualifying for the Olympics here, right? You, you, this is for charity <laughs> in terms of like the rules. Correct. So all I'm saying is, no, they do. No, listen, professional racing teams do race in this race. I mean, like teams yeah. internationally come. This is like a bucket list race for like long distance runners, and then me. Like literally, like I don't. How did <laughs> I get here? People are like professional. They are paid to run this race. You know, it's like and then me. But but all whatever. I'm saying is, if you had some sort of Healy situation going on, like and you would just kind of because if this like is no a downhill, if this is a downhill, it's not thing, all downhill. It's not. But it's not but all if downhill. There stretches, if there's stretches, yeah, and you're just kind of goes in Healy style. I'm just saying, like you're you're still raising the money. It's not like anything it. unethical. Oh, it's gosh. not like some. <laughs> it's not like you're cheating at an event that's gonna like d- hurt someone else. You're still gonna raise the money. <laughs> you're just you're just thinking smarter, not harder. If it doesn't specifically say in the rules Healy's are prohibited, then I don't know why. You know, I don't know what's. I don't know why everybody don't have Healy's. I'm, I'm with you. I'm just sure oh it says you. that in the rules, Jesse. I'm sure. Are you? <laughs> are you? I'm sure. You, know, you read the fine they, print. Yeah, have you? Because I don't know if they would have thought to add that. Like, no one's coming out here in Healy's, right? We don't need to get a lawyer I'm in sure here. It's, it's, there's a provision of no wheels or vehicles or apparatuses. It's running only. I'm sure. Anyway, we have a great show in store for you today. You know who does have a problem running and being in shape? Our guest today, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Little, little wow. mega star is on the show, Ryan Reynolds. He's actually the cover story of the spring issue of Relevant. Uh, Relevant Plus subscribers got the issue this week. The enhanced tablet magazine, ad-free, early release, the whole thing. They've already experienced it. The public release of the issue will be uh, this coming Monday. But Ryan Reynolds is the cover story. He's in a new movie just released on uh, Friday on Netflix called The Adam Project. It's fantastic. You should go watch it. Uh, we talked to him about that and a lot more. So that's coming up Did later. Did you talk to also, him about Deadpool 3, though? That's the question from the comic book nerd. D- Tyler sure is the one who did the interview. I'm sure. I'm Tyler, sure Tyler? I'm sure he wove in a few Deadpool questions. If you I don't drop know if it the made ball the cut. on this, <laughs> we're going to do a game. And I'm going to be the person... <laughs> That's, I'm gonna be the person that's gonna be doing Marvel questions for you, buddy. So it's a Deadpool game, but in Tyler Huckabee, uh, it's, it's actually just be a lot of questions about pools and pool leagues <laughs> and the Dead Sea and yep. So it's gonna be like, hey, um, so dead in Deadpool three, um, <laughs> there is expected to come out in this time, and Kendrick Lamar released a song called "Swimming Pools." <laughs> What 808 did he sample to use for the drums? You got it. That's a Tyler question. You're like, what? How did we get here? (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's and at the end of the show uh, last week we were doing a little table topics, a little road trip conversation game. We're going to continue that this week. We have that coming up. But stay tuned. Right now, uh, coming up next, Tyler joins us for Relevant Buzz.
You're listening to Switch. The song is Invited. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Relevant Buzz. Please welcome to the show Relevant Senior Editor Tyler Huckabee. Uh, telling us what's happening this week. Hey, Tyler. Hey, everybody. Tyler, it's, it's good to see you, man. Hey, yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see all of you guys too. And I heard, I heard a little ch- chatter, and I just want to, I want to get the Deadpool. I want to prepare the Deadpool fans right now. That news had not come out yet when I talked to Sean Levy, or I would have, I would have asked him a Deadpool question, but it broke. The story broke after our conversation. So I'm sorry, Derek. But next time, well, I think we forged a lifelong bond, and he will be back on the show. Many, many times in the future for, for late breaking Deadpool. I'm just glad you're. I know you have a lot of buzz. I'm just glad you're you're in the seat this morning because we did some hot tub hot takes out here at Cameron's house the other day. Oh yeah, Tyler was here we, for a couple of days. Tyler was uh, here. He just uh, left. Yeah, yeah. Had a good time. Yeah. Had a great Tyler time. Tyler was here, and we 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 got some deep convos. I mean, talked about a lot Excuse of things. Me, in that uh, hot tub. What are hot tub hot takes? If you oh, don't mind, wait, wait, Derek, you will, oh. Derek, you will experience this in two weeks. <laughs> no, I will not. I, I have look. a hot tub. <laughs> hey, I have a hot tub over by the lake, by the pool. Right? We have a hot tub. You've been in it. You've been here. The hot tub is fire, but I'm like hot tub hot takes. That sounds strange. Whenever Jesse comes, we're out there late at night. Very strange. And there's um, some relaxation devices that we might participate in. <laughs> ice cream sound way senior yes, than it actually Milkshakes, is. ice cream sundaes. We have a whole milkshake Relaxation bar set up. Relaxation devices in a hot tub. <laughs> that does seem shady. And <laughs> I'm just saying, when you not making it sound better, bro. Listen, when you have milkshakes. You're not making it sound less nefarious. <laughs> Jesse, uh, Derek, when you have milkshakes and you have friends and you have what a late night hot, hot tub, tub, conversation just flows loosely and freely. And there's tends to be a lot of hot tub hot takes that happen. And they're okay. very memorable conversations. Yeah. That's all it is. So yeah. I'll yeah. Say we had a few we, of those. We, we ended up talking deep into the night and Tyler had to catch an Uber and fly back and actually was on a recording with Relevant later that morning. I was just rolling out of bed. And Tyler's already across the country. We the, like hot, takes got so hot. Me and Tyler eventually, you know, Cameron went to bed, and then uh, Tyler and I eventually. And I was like, "All right, man, have a safe trip, get a couple hours of sleep." As soon as my head hit the pillow, I heard his phone alarm go off that his Uber was there, and I was like, "Okay, that's a long day." That is, he is fresh out of the hot tub into the Uber. So, Tyler, congrats on hope it wasn't the bet. Yeah, yesterday, yesterday work got done, but I don't remember what it was. I, I, I don't know what I said, and, I, and I'll be honest with you guys. I don't know what I published. We, we we ran things on the site. Something happened, but I do not recall running any of those. So let's. Let, I hope that nothing. Sometimes the hot tub hot the hot tub hot take lasts into the morning, and, and that's dangerous because then I'm I'm in the back end of relevantmagazine.com, and I'm just I'm just launching them out into just willingly like slingshotting them into the ether. I did think it was strange that relevant ran a listicle yesterday called. <laughs> Five relaxation devices that'll get your hot tub <laughs> with a lot more hot takes. And it was some bizarre stuff. And <laughs> good work, Tyler. I was actually going to say that I feel sad I have never been invited to this hot tub thing, but I don't know no, if Aaron no. would let me come no, to this no, no, hot no, no, tub no. with all these no, relaxation no, 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 devices. No, 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 I don't know what's fun. happening here. Uh, it would be all fun. I'm saying <laughs> is we not going to do none of that when I come necessary. down here. <laughs> Dude, I went to bed at 2, 2.30, thinking the night was ending. They went till 5. No joke. The two of them were out there talking till 5. It was, it was, I was in a 103-degree hot tub for like over an hour. I was done. Was you know what I mean? And they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll just, just we're gonna hang some, a few more minutes. onions and some carrots and some green peppers, a little salt and pepper. <laughs> oh, little Tyler's still going chefed up. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So what's going on this week, Tyler? All right. So that's not really what the subject of the the buzz. But there are a few things to talk about that are happening in the world this week. And they they are not. They do not have to do with my own personal hot takes on these issues. Uh, One big one. We'll start with this one. I think this is kind of interesting. And I'd be interested in y'all's take on it. Who are you guys all like? Would you consider yourself regular 
TikTok users? Like, what's your level of TikTok uh, of TikTok usage? And like, a, when my friend sends basis? me one to look at, I look at it. That's that's yeah. my. Yeah. Use so of you just wait for like the natural yeah. daily. Like if a good one hits, I somebody will send it to you. I check in daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'll watch like the viralish ones, but yeah, or right. Uh, you know, I kind of I kind of assume the good stuff will find me. I don't really ones. go to TikTok yeah. all that often. Um, but obviously a lot of people do. I've, I've particularly... added it to my home screen right next to Instagram, you know, so like I, I'm like, I want to be more conscious to stay plugged in to TikTok, sure. you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. it's different. Like the viral videos on Instagram are different than the viral videos on TikTok. So just check it I, I think they have the, the most addictive mm-hmm. algorithm of any app. Like you can get lost Thousand on the explore percent. page of TikTok. Like you can on no other, more than Instagram, more than Twitter, more than any of them. I feel like TikTok Facts. just knows how to suck you in. And, and, and that's, and that's well, part the of the, Chinese, the subject of the this conspiracy, you know, <laughs> Hey, did you hear this? Did you hear this? Scratch theory? that one. No, no, no. It's true. Did you hear this theory about TikTok algorithm that apparently the, the rumor is that the TikTok algorithm in China, cause it's a Chinese owned company okay. favors clips on engineering or invention or creation or things that are productive to society in that they the conspiracy is that the American algorithm is stupid dances and mindless <laughs> stuff to numb a generation. And their generation USA. is drawn toward excelling, <laughs> and our generation is drawn toward Being dumb dances. <laughs> For real, I, think that's I heard this of, and I'm going, you know what? That would be genius if they did that. That would be genius. That could be deliberate, like sinister powers, or that could just be Americans are just dumber. Like it could just be like, Look, comrade. Just do <laughs> hey, hey, comrade. Sorry, I don't want viral, uh, entertaining content about you know programming or how to be more productive at work. Give me a new yeah. Applebee's dance right now. <laughs> yeah. Just put it in my veins. That's what I want. <laughs> But can you imagine if they were actually manipulating the algorithm that way? That would be so genius for like, you know, evil evil genius. I'd like to think that we're working so hard during the day that we need to just rest with nothing at night after work. That's what I like to think about us. No, because it's a labor shortage. (laughs) Ain't nobody working. It's a labor shortage. (laughs) Ain't nobody working. They too busy dancing. <laughs> True. So, so what we're dealing with with this is 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 per you know obviously this is TikTok has become very big, especially among teenagers here in the U.S. And state attorney generals across the country have officially announced a nationwide investigation into the harmful effects that TikTok is having on young users. This is according to the AP attorney generals from California, Florida, Kentucky, Nebraska, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Tennessee, and Vermont. So we're almost all represented there, except a good a good chunk of us. No Texas, but but we're you know I'm sure it's heading that direction too. The uh, are are leading the investigation, according to California AG Rob Bonta said, quote, our children are growing up in the age of social media and many feel like they need to measure up to the filtered versions of reality that they see on their screens. We know this takes a devastating toll on children's mental health and well-being. And now the point of this investigation is to figure out what exactly that toll is and if there needs to be some more regulation around TikTok's responsibility to protect the mental health of their users and what sort of effects it might be having on them. Don't have a lot of details beyond that right now, like what that kind of regulation could look like mm-hmm. or how they're going to measure the mental health of TikTok users, but it's something they are officially launching to try to do. And it could be really interesting. That could obviously have a lot of effects on other like, you know, US-based companies like Meta too, if it really proves successful with TikTok. I'm kind of conflicted on things like this where I understand there's a need for to under to to have a, the capacity to recognize the mental and social effects of things like TikTok or Instagram or algorithms but I also feel like you know is it do we want government institutions dictating what kind of content we're allowed to look at you know what I mean? Like when, when we were kids, it's like I, we didn't have social media, but it's like, do I want them telling me I can or can't watch Saved by the Bell because it's going to create a false perception of image and high school relationships or whatever? I can see, like I said, a need to understand. But when you're start, it's talking about regulating the type of content people are allowed or are permitted to see, 
You know, the, I, I don't the like FCC to get into does. Like this. I mean, you can't. There's standards and practice on every broadcast show. You can't curse on that on broadcast television. I mean, they do. But they, doesn't this feel like a subjective morality thing? Like it's subjective yeah. as like who mm. gets to say where's the line? Like, you know, like my parents or would have said we want to ban yeah. MTV. But like, that's not really that's like their own yeah. moral value. It feels very mm-hmm. subjective to me. And again, I'm with you, Jesse. We're like, I, I think there's a problem. I think this needs to be addressed. But it is kind of a thing of like who get who's in charge of saying where the line is, because I think that person or that that group or whatever, that's a hard decision to make because that doesn't feel fair. Because the FCC was re- originally regulating like public airwaves, like things that were sort mm-hmm. of mutually sort of shared, where mm-hmm. like an app that I download on my phone, I don't, you know, yeah. I'm not using, I'm not using public airwaves to do that. Like I understand that the FCC's like reach has extended beyond that, but that's what it was, you know, the original intent is to to have some sort of rails for, you know, what can be broadcast on public frequencies. And it's it's evolved since then. But the, the Internet, you know, has definitely kind of opened things up. But, you know, again, I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing, but I do think it's one of those things where, you know, overreach from regulatory institutions is is always something just to be aware of. You know, your libertarianism is showing. Jesse, I'm with you. This is my issue, though, because my issue is if you regulate, like right now we're like, okay, rational regulation. We're rational people and we're going to regulate this beyond what, you know, we, you know, we we haven't done good enough to regulate. Right. Let's regulate more. The more freedoms you take away as far as choice is concerned, what happens when somebody that's more nefarious is over in control of those regulations, then they become oppressive. So that's kind of what I'm saying in this situation with with social media. I'm like, yo, we can't like we like, OK, if it's in a public space. Right. Radio makes sense. Television makes sense. My phone. I don't know if that makes sense. I just don't. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, it, it, yeah. The slippery slope thing is real, you know, like trying to address helping younger kids not, you know, whatever, you know, have mental health fine great but you're right then what and who's the one making mm-hmm. the call and what's the standard and how is it how's this precedence applied across the board yeah. yeah yeah right what if you do all that regulation and it still doesn't change anything as far as their mental health you know what if the what if the mental health crisis has nothing to do with social it's media it but it has yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Right. So, yeah. so i'm like regulating in this way I, I i'm like yo the more you add as far as regulations in this way it's just gonna get the rabbit hole gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and, deeper and, deeper and it's not it's not always productive so i, I think i'm with jesse on this one for sure yeah my, and regulating uh, something that 14 year olds and 40 year olds use feels difficult as well like it wouldn't, doesn't affect me the same as it does my daughter and yeah. so i feel like that's like a conversation inside the ivy household of how we manage that I think my gut is that they would try to do the thing that that because because specifically this was about younger users on TikTok, like kids Mm -hmm. even. And so, like, I think they would probably have a almost like movie rating systems, the G, the PG, the whatever for age appropriate content. And like that would be my gut is that if you register as an 11 year old, your experience on TikTok would be very different content than a you know unfiltered adult you know what i mean so mm-hmm. that would be I, my gut but again it seems arbitrary and it's, they need to put the here? engineer and give us the, the chinese algorithm then give us the, <laughs> the I'm engineer raise up a generation kids. challenge them inspire them with the engineering and, and mathematics can we, be, can we be real like tiktok teens i'm sure they're you know they're, i'm sure there's mental health issues with using too much tiktok but we need to talk about the effect that facebook is having on boomers and if if congress Thank is going to act let's we got to start, start. Yes. We, let's yes. start there i am way more worried about the let's 75 the year old on facebook than That's i hit like amazing. teenagers are, are going to be weird no matter what happens. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't see a bunch of dancing 14-year-olds try to overthrow the federal government. Okay? People dancing to Drake trying to, you know, undermine democracy. I was just talking to my homeboy about this, and I was like, yo, in the past two years off of Facebook, my aunts and uncles have been uh, virologists, 
military strategists, uh-huh. political <laughs> strategists. I'm like, in, I'm talking about in the past two years, yeah. I'm talking about people that have that, that I'm like, yo, I didn't yeah. even know you knew it, anything about viruses. Now you're telling me what Dr. Fauci should do. You're telling mm-hmm. me all yeah. this stuff. So yeah, I think you're absolutely correct. Well, the thing about yep. no-fly zones in Eastern Europe is that they know all about like the, the global history. Yo, I knew, history. I knew he was in trouble and I hope my mama doesn't listen to this. I knew he was in trouble <laughs> when my mama called me talking about how the Ukrainians need to get their... Uh, their uh, airplanes together or something. And I was like, what? What are you saying? She's like, yo, if, if Ukraine just had more airplanes, they would just wipe the floor with Russia. And I was like, yeah, I mean, oh, seriously, like, I'm like, I'm- I send back a blank global map and just say, Show me Ukraine. <laughs> like, just like nobody knows. Nothing. All these people who are actually trying to get look, look. the black slapped off me, bruh. You crazy? <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing social media. I'm, I'm already scared enough she's going to listen to the podcast, bro. And, and I know it's, look, look I do know it's easy to, to, to clown, you know, boomers on Facebook for, you know, perpetuating conspiracies or whatever. But the same, you go to Twitter and you see a lot of millennials where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, sure. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. so. Oh, sure. Here's yeah, my yeah. take on the geopolitical implications of the Ukrainian crisis and what you're missing. Thread one of eight, and it's like, and I click on the bio. It's like, is this a is this a political analyst? Is this who is this person? <laughs> no. Oh, it's just his name a, is just They just got he's got a take. And if Zelensky would just read this thread, we could resolve this crisis, right? And it's like <laughs> it does make everyone kind of feel like not only so that fair. they have to have an opinion about things, but like I have to have the opinion about things. Mm-hmm. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Well, like spitting facts right now, dog. All right, what else you got, Tyler? Yes, well, speaking of what's happening in Ukraine, uh, I did want to share some news from that. And, and this was, I, I thought, very interesting and also quite brave. A man by the name of Vitaly Vlasenko, he is the leader of the Russian Evangelical Alliance over in Russia. And he has released an open letter apologizing to Ukraine for his government's actions, asking for forgiveness and solidarity in the road ahead. I, I won't read the entire letter. It's pretty long, but it's posted over at relevantmagazine.com. But he said, in part, Quote, I mourn what my country has done in its recent military invasion of another sovereign country, Ukraine. In the worst case scenario, I could not imagine what is now being observed. Now, remember, you are not supposed to be saying stuff like this over in Russia yeah, right now. Putin has made it illegal yeah. to to spread false, to it's spread what they call fake news, which is anything that contradicts the R- Russian government's narrative. If you use the word war, you could be arrested. Yeah. War, uh, things like it's 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 officially supposed to be a military operation, uh, a special military operation and a liberation, really, from the from what Putin is saying, you know, liberating Ukraine from its fascist over its Nazi overlords. Uh, and so the very fact that this leader, that this uh, that this pastor is calling, referring to this as an invasion, as a conflict, he refers to Ukrainians' fears of occupation. That's a very big deal, and he's taking a very significant risk on himself. Other other Christian leaders over there have been fined. Uh, there's some reports even of people going to jail because of talking like this. So it, it's a very very brave move. And uh, you know, as to what sort of effect this could have, it kind of remains to be seen. There's still a lot of things happening over there, and it's moving, changing very very quickly. But protests like this from inside the house from Russia uh, are certain. Certainly the thing that has the most possibility of affecting any sort of actual change within the country of Russia. That's a lot different from that billionaire that put a hit on Vladimir Putin a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Elon, didn't Elon challenge him to like a one-on-one fight yesterday? Yeah. Elon must challenge them to a, I don't think Elon wanted with Vladimir. I mean, look, man, you made an electric car. Relax, bro. Like, <laughs> Elon's got Tony Stark. He would, he would come out with some sort of weird, you know, this human superpower that he has some neuro chip that released, you know, some sort of steroid in him or something, you know? I just love I don't know that. If that is still work. This man, Vladimir Putin, be out here with no shirt on in the dead of winter on a horse riding around. I don't know. Russell if, bears. I don't know if it's an video. Yeah. I don't know. I love how Elon Musk too just interjects himself when there when there's an opportunity. You know, it's like when those the, those kids got stuck in the in the cave and he was like, "Well, I'm just going to save the day with the submarine." And they're like, "It's not going to work." And it's like, "Up, oh, you know." So we need to take care of Vladimir Putin and his impulses. I'll just fight him. Like that'll do it. I will fist fight Vladimir Putin and save and end this thing right now, right here. Yeah. All right. Well, what else you got, Tyler? All right. Last story of the day, and I'll be interested to hear you guys' takes on this. You guys know there's kind of a musical biopic 
craze in Hollywood right now. You got an upcoming Elvis documentary. You got a Bee Gees uh, biopic coming out. Uh, obviously, you know, they, we have, uh, know. and this is in addition to like Johnny Cash and, you know, a bunch of the recent, like, people love seeing yeah, their favorite musicians and, yeah, yeah. on screen. Elton, yeah, Jennifer of course, yeah. Uh, so, so we got a Madonna Aretha, one in the yeah. works right now. Madonna's getting yeah, hers coming out. So, yeah. um, so now we've, uh, we've, we've got another one, but this one's a little bit different. Uh, so this is going to be a biopic of Billy Joel the piano man who we do love and who has a very interesting life story and I'm sure it would be a good but the reason this one is going to be different do we? Billy Joel is not involved in this movie he has not granted permission to the movie to use his music his likeness or even his Aww. name nevertheless they're forging ahead with this movie which is going to be called somehow that the piano man and we'll see if that changes it's being written and this is interesting it's being written directed by this guy Adam Rip his he is the son of Archie Rip, who was the first producer, Billy Joel's first producer, uh, before he moved on and, to his much bigger and far more successful career uh, later on in, in his life. But uh, the son of his first producer, who he was kind of like a moderate, uh, uh, like a moderate talent under, is making this movie. And they say they're not too worried. They don't know what the music is going to be like in the movie just yet or how they're going to tell the story. But he's very excited to tell it and, and says it's going to be he's sure that it'll be an interesting chapter in the Billy Joel's career, whether or not they can but actually they can't tell use the his story. name. So what do they call him? Willie? I don't know. <laughs> Willie Paul? <laughs> Billy Joel. Jilly Ball. How do you lose the rights to not just your music? I get, but your name. Like, like, what kind of your deal story? did he sign? Was he just was Billy Joel just really hard pressed up? Yeah, at some point, and they're like, "We want it all, Billy." Then he's like, "My name? It's ours. It's ours, Billy." Wait a second. So, so but did he give it up? No, nah, that's what I'm no, saying. No, no, I don't no. think, I don't think is, he gave it up. I think yeah, that Billy Joel still got all the rights. Oh, the movie doesn't oh, have the rights. So, so gotcha. this yeah. filmmaker is trying to do a biopic. He has can't use his name, his music, or his likeness in any way, or his or his likeness. But they're going to do a biopic of him of his stories. It just sounds like this is a dumb decision. Sounds like a big stretch. <laughs> it reminds me of, remember in 30 Rock when Jenna gets cast in the Janis Joplin biopic and they have to call it Jackie Drump Jump and it's because they don't have to like, it's the exact same yeah. situation here. You know, I mean, you, have to call him, yeah. Yeah. you know, you know, Bill Jojo or something, whatever they would. Yeah, I was, was going to say, this doesn't smell right. <laughs> this is money they, they're like, listen, we found a, we found a legal loophole. It's just any time in the movie you say Billy Joel's name, you have to say it in air quotes. It's hi, Billy Joel. And legally, we are in the clear to my understanding at that point. <laughs> wow. Well, there's a lot more where that came from. Check out Relevant. Uh, we're publishing updates all day, every day. Uh, follow us on all the socials and make sure that relevantmagazine.com is part of your daily web browsing. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, guys. All right, that'll do it for the buzz. Stay tuned. Up next, Ryan Reynolds joins us. Hey, no, I ain't playing. Smile on my face, wake up with the fans, but still I ain't stand. On to the next city, stay on the road, got a mess of the plan, yeah. Been on my way, I bust out a scene, they don't understand, yeah. Legend like Jordan, the game been in order, but still I ain't playing. Consistent, I press start to go, my flow timeless, inexhaustible. They can't keep up, it been hard to know how else feel. Ain't really took none of those. Can't complain, my name been comfortable. Stamp my name on the brain of most of You're those. listening to Stephen Malcolm and Social Club Misfits. The song is Ain't Playing. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get... This podcast, ad-free, you get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives, our beautifully designed digital issue, and a little more. Uh, check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Well, our guest today is Ryan Reynolds, you know, only one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Uh, he's been in hilarious movies like Deadpool and Free Guy. His latest movie is The Adam Project. And it's a different kind of story for him. Ryan sat down with uh, Tyler to discuss why he was drawn to this role and why these are the kinds of stories he wants to tell moving forward. Here is our conversation with Ryan Reynolds. He knew how to get in my dad's garage. You knew how to close the fridge. We have the same scar. Right here. And you're wearing my dad's watch. This watch. 
So I was obviously super excited to talk to Ryan Reynolds for a lot of reasons. It's always fun to talk to, to guys like this, but I was especially interested after I saw The Adam Project, his new movie with Netflix. And uh, it really, to me, seemed like a very different role for Ryan. It seemed like a different kind of movie than we've tend to see him in, something that's a little more sincere and, and has a little more of a heart to it than just sort of the, the, the snappy, mischievous rascal that he plays in most movies. So the first thing I wanted to know is what about the script appealed to him and if he saw this as sort of a divergence from his usual lane, and he seemed to think that it did. Uh, you know, the last few years, you know, have kind of been more about movies really entering that kind of escapism realm and 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 places that you know evoke a kind of a, a feeling that really just sort of takes us away and transports us. I mean, like you know, getting to do Free Guy with Sean Levy, uh, who's also my co-producer on that, and and the Adam Project. For us, it's kind of uniquely about a feeling, like creating a feeling of joy, or you know, in the case of Adam Project, really kind of creating that feeling of nostalgia and warmth. You know, the kinds of movies that we grew up watching. You know, they were movies that had contained enormous spectacle and wish fulfillment. You know, huge adventure and action and comedy, but weren't afraid to sort of you know, punch you right in the heart. They weren't afraid to kind of go right for an emotional kind of spine that, that the movie possesses that really sort of stays with you in, in, in very real ways. I mean, l growing up watching these movies over and over again, E.T. and Back to the Future and Goonies and Stand By Me. And, you know, these are all movies that meant so much to me as a kid, um, you know, and that we wanted to sort of infuse as much of that feeling uh, that we got from those movies into this. Time travel exists. This world, our world, everything has already been changed. That's why we're gonna put the genie back in the bottle. Adam? Dad. Ryan is a dad. He and Blake have a couple of kids. And I was interested, since this movie is so much about fathers and sons and, and kids' relationships with their parents and adult children's uh, relationship with their parents, uh, I was interested if his uh, his relationship with his kids and, uh, and his relationship with his father, who passed away somewhat recently, how that impacted his, uh, how he approached the performance here. Well, you know, the biggest pass we did on the screen was uh, myself and Jonathan Tropper and Sean Levy just kind of squirreling ourselves away in New York at, at my house and just, you know, really kind of putting our own real life experiences into the movie. So that naturally lent itself to a real life vulnerability for me, which, I, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm not as adverse to when I was younger. It's like, you know, humor always worked as a self-defense mechanism. In this movie, it really works as an illusion. You know, that thing that you think is kind of keeping you safe and distant and separate from everybody else is actually not. And, you know, so I end up leaning right into the emotion of it. And, you know, for me, it was an incredibly vulnerable uh, performance because it really hit home for me. So much of what we're talking about, about my relationship with my own father in real life, who's now passed, uh, is right on the screen there with uh, Mark Ruffalo's character. So I haven't been there for you and I'm sorry, but I saw you being born. I watched you take your first breath. And after that happens, nothing is ever the same again. You're my son, Adam. Something I'm always interested when I talk to actors about a movie that they've done is, uh, is, is it's easy to talk about sort of the broad picture of the movie, the, the, the whole story put together. But I'm interested in what little things really stick out to them, what scenes feel especially important, because obviously they have a very different experience with putting this movie together than most people do who watch it. So I, I just wanted to ask Ryan what his favorite scene uh, to put together to perform for the movie was. And I actually <laughs> I didn't get a chance to tell him this, but it was my favorite scene as well. Uh, and here's what he said. Oh, there's so many. That's really hard to say. I, I, you know, honestly, I, I, there, there's a scene uh, in the sort of end of the first act in the bar with myself and Jennifer Garner, who plays my mom, uh, weirdly enough. Uh, Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo play my mom and dad in the, in, in the film. But obviously, it's a time travel film. So I'm going back and I'm seeing them as peers instead of parents. You know, we're, we're all relatively yeah. close in age. But there's a scene where, where I'm, I'm having a conversation with Jennifer Garner, who plays my mom, and she doesn't know she's having a conversation with her adult son and I think that scene really landed in a way that I wasn't expecting and was incredibly emotional yeah 
is Ryan Reynolds. You can read more of our conversation with him in the cover story in the spring issue of Relevant, which is out now. Go check it out at relevantmagazine.com. listening to Tess Claire. The song is 16. Okay, it is, you know, it's spring break still for some people, or maybe you're traveling back from spring break. You got some time with your friends, your family in the car. I uh, thought we would do some conversation starters, you know, some some questions that maybe we'll ask the cast. Maybe you guys will ask each other, you know, a little inspiration. So here you go. I'm just going to we'll go around the horn. We'll start with you, Jesse. What was the, ba- what was the best year of your life so far? And why best year Ooh, the best the best year i mean i feel like my the peak of not caring about consequences was probably freshman year of college like <laughs> you know, that, that was the point where i felt like pretty invincible when it came to doing very dumb stuff without getting in trouble uh-huh. now towards the end of that year uh-huh. i started getting in trouble for them but at the beginning Correct. of that year was was peak i feel like peak of my powers in terms of just being able <laughs> to feel like i could get away with anything with no real world repercussions things dramatically change once you get into your 20s and it's your it's no longer <laughs> fun and games but i feel like right there in the last year of high school freshman year of college you are nearly invincible everyone gives you grace because you're just a dumb kid doing dumb stuff you get any advice to anyone who's listening at that stage do it all, okay? Do everything. I have a kid that age, and I'm like, stop listening, stop listening, no. child. This is your last chance. <laughs> listen, listen. When you're when you're 18 years old, you know uh, it's a prank, not vandalism. When you're 25, <laughs> it's a crime. When you're 18, it's a hilarious <laughs> prank, okay? <laughs> well, I stole a golf oh my cart. Gosh. I stole a golf cart when I was 18. It was a big goof. Even the college security thought it was hilarious. You steal a golf cart in, in mid 20s or in your 30s. That's grand larceny right there. You're looking at you're looking at minimum probation. So enjoy yeah. it now, kids. Derek, what about you? What was the best year of your life so far, and why? Jamie, you're coming, so be thinking. Best year of my life. Um, you know, I think it might have been. I think it might have been my freshman year of college. Because that's what Jesse just said. For yeah, different I reasons, think it was. Though, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. No, nah, I think I yeah, I think my freshman year of college was great because like at MTSU, this was my first time like being in a in a place where I somewhat felt not as odd. Like my school, there wasn't a lot of music people, definitely wasn't many people that were into like rap or anything like that. And at MTSU is a music school, so everybody was doing rap, producing, doing whatever. So it just really felt like I made a lot of new friends and learned a lot in that year and I I didn't have a lot of responsibility. I was out on, I was there on a, a scholarship too. So I think it was definitely freshman year of college for me again. Yeah, it was just, the, just connecting with a community of music people that like were into rap. I think that was, that was that. So it was really fun. I mean, that was one of them. I mean, I, obviously the the main ones would be, you know, I also met Married my wife that year too. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, really? Those know, are I mean, cool. I mean, the obvious. I, yeah, I met my wife. I met my wife. That, I met, I met my wife. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, we was, we was, we, Jamie, we what was the best year of your life so far? Well, mine was not my freshman year of college because I was making some real bad decisions then and I wish I could <laughs> oh, go back. Oh, do tell. Do tell. Oh, yeah. What, what, In like fact, what? when people say, if I tell them I went to DBU, Dallas Baptist University, they're like, oh, maybe we were there the same year. And I'm like, I hope not. Dear Lord, please say you weren't there when I was there because Yo. you're going to have a very different memory of Jamie than then. Uh, okay, so I think that my I mean, besides the obvious, like kids and all that kind of stuff, 2011 was when I won a contest here in Austin to be a DJ on a radio show. And that pretty much changed my whole career trajectory. And so I'm going to give that as one of my best years ever. That's really That's cool. That, Very cool. Yeah. That is cool. What was the, what was, what was the name of your, your program? KVET 98.1. I was on the morning show with Bob Cole. There were three of us. 
We went live at six a.m. It was so much fun. I loved it. What was your What was your angle? So it wasn't. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't on the the R and B station. The late night. No, quiet storm. I would have loved that. Keeping it. No, it was like it's like Texas country, which is well, I love Texas country, anyways. But uh, I, you know, on a morning show, listen. They, they give you characters. You're a character. Yeah. I was yeah. like the good girl, which is not too far uh, off for me, but okay. I was definitely the good girl. I, I had, it was around that time I had my first dabbling at KORU, which my show was quickly canceled. <laughs> we only really had one segment where we would call a man in town named Larry Bird and ask him basketball questions, uh, <laughs> even though he just happened to be named Larry not. Bird. But It was yeah. not the Larry Bird. Well, I'm literally, they would go through the phone book and call famous named people and pretend like That's on the hilarious. air, pretend like they were the actual famous. It person. was the only way we could promote big interviews tonight on our show. The Larry Bird's on, and it was not a lie. It just was a different Larry Bird who we found in the Tulsa just phone Larry book. Larry Bird that lives so in. So, like on today's show, was it actually Ryan Reynolds or was it just somebody named Ryan Reynolds? Who knows? Yeah, in Tulsa, Legally, suburban Tulsa, just a guy named Ryan Reynolds. We just. <laughs> And we didn't even tell them we're calling. We would just call if someone answers. Yeah. Uh, are you, Jesse, we'll start with you. Are you a good date? I'm a fantastic date, uh, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as, a, as a matter of fact. I mean, you know, I, what, what I might lack in sophistication and taste, I make up for in theatrics and showmanship. When I enter, <laughs> might not be the fanciest restaurant, okay, in town. But when we pop into that Carabas, all right. Carabas. Everyone knows. <laughs> I'll take a seat by the kitchen, please. You know, I'm <laughs> extra breadsticks tonight. You know, it's 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 like I said, what we what I make up for class sophistication and just the uh, you know culture. I try to be very boisterous mm-hmm. during dates and just just you know really. Sure, I Dana make it memorable. Let me say this: it's a night they never forget, <laughs> for better <laughs> or for worse. What are like they? Everyone in the you, restaurant. You, everyone. My wife. Just currently, <laughs> I'm just saying. My, yeah. like, oh, okay, yes. Pippin. Pippin. Pippin says Pippin. Anyone who's on a any anyone who's on a date that night is not forgetting if they if they share a corner restaurant with me. It's it's I'm just saying every everyone everyone who's who's along for the ride that evening is gonna have a great time. So Derek, are you a good date? I'm a terrible date. Oh why? Why? Yeah, I'm sorry. Well I don't know. I mean I I guess maybe I'm a maybe I'm a good date. I'm very basic. So like Uh I'm not the I'm not the the guy that's gonna do like all these different things. I'm not I'm not a romantic, so uh-huh. I mean so if but I make my wife laugh a lot. So maybe I'm day. not that bad of a date. Intentionally or I unintentionally. Just, <laughs> I think a little bit of both. <laughs> a little bit of both. I think I think a little bit of both. Like I like Hey, I, do I, your I, thing, I man, because a lot. I am the guy who shows up with flowers. I've thought out a really nice date, special memories, all the whole thing. And it has not worked out for me because I'm single. So, you know, do your thing because it's working. So good for Bro, you. I'm Be none basic. of that. I'm like, hey, you want to go? Uh, hey, let's go down the street to this uh, that little restaurant. And then we're going to go there and just make fun of everybody that's there. Like, that's kind of. <laughs> that's good. We're going to go bully like, some people yeah. tonight. Who's in? I'm a great date and Aaron and I make great daters like we we actually go on a date every week we went on a date last night every Monday night we go out and we like to try new restaurants but I'm real easy because we sit down and he's like what do you want and I'm like just order a bunch of stuff and I I'm just I'm easy like that like get a bunch of stuff I'll eat it I like everything yeah I'm a good date I think there you go Jesse what would you like to be hypnotized for Oh man. Hot tub hot takes. It's really big. Um, oh, am I allowed to say this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I was in this hot tub with some relaxation devices and I was thinking about that. Um, <laughs> no, to our point or, earlier, it'd be great to be hypnotized out of liking things that are terrible for you. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, if I just was true. hypnotized and developed an aversion to pizza or soda or, or things, yeah. I guess that would be pretty cool. You know, that, that would be certainly easier yeah. than having developing like self-discipline. That's so lame. Just hypnotize <laughs> it out of me, Doc. I like it. Derek, what do you want to be hypnotized for? Can this be something to take away or an additive? I Jesse mean, took I don't know. Away, right? I think they, yeah. I think it's either like, or. Because I don't know what hypnotizing. I don't 
know he actually used hypnotizing like, what is it, for. Like, what does it do? I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't understand the I concept seen it on of TV. hypnotizing. They, like, I, I've seen ones where like, okay, they do it as treatment for addiction. Like, okay, if you're addicted okay. to cigarettes, they can hypnotize you to say that the taste of a cigarette is repulsive to you. And now you mm, don't, okay. and you don't want it and whatever. Or I've seen it where it's like, okay, I am incredibly anxious in public situations. They hypnotize you to have less anxiety and more confidence mm. into, you know what I mean? Like I've seen mm-hmm. both as treatments. So, and I've also seen them make, you know, a thing of like, you cluck like a chicken. So I don't know, <laughs> whatever you, whatever well, you hey, want to do. Just give me the cluck like a chicken then. Cause I don't know if I've been messing with no, like, a, you know what I mean? Like I, I, like, I, I want to lose weight, but I don't want sugar to taste like trash. So yeah. Yeah. Just, gonna, yeah. just, I'm going to take the safe route and tell them just make me cluck like a chicken. Okay. Know? Uh, All right, Jamie, what do you, what would you want to be hypnotized for? I want to be hypnotized from that when I walk in my house and I see all the stuff I asked my kids to do that they didn't do that. I don't see it. Like it just all looks like it's done. It's done. The dishes are up. Everything's cleaned up. I don't even see it. Hypnotized. That's really good. Oh, that so this really doesn't, good. this doesn't get better, Jamie, huh? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yo, I'd be in here frustrated, Jamie. I'm not even going to lie. I'm like, yo. Y'all are 10 years old, but you have, but you forget everything. It's everything. like you have Alzheimer's already. Like, what is happening right they now? They don't forget the things they want to know, though. That's what I'm oh, always no. saying. Oh, no, when it comes oh, no, to no. Fortnite. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they can remember the new, everything. The new, like, the new TikTok dance because the Chinese brainwashed them. But There you go. You know, so you get the federal government involved. They don't know how to do engineering, yeah. but they know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse, last question. Which part of your life is the most mysterious? Ooh. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Uh, I would, you know, I mean, if I reveal it here, it's not much of a mystery. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know that I would, I don't know I would classify anything as, as uh, uh, mysterious. Um, I, you know, uh, I'm trying, that's a really, I'm, t- I'm a pretty a much question. an open book. I'm pretty, right, I right. feel like I'm pretty I can, much. I can pivot. I can pivot. I can okay. pivot. Here we go. All right. Uh. This one's a little bit of a, it might be a little heavy. Might be a little heavy. What issues would be most likely to cause you a sleepless night? Oh, Mm. Lord. I mean, almost any minor (laughs) issue in my life, I can find a way to to roll around all night with anxiety. uh, 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 Thinking about. Um, Yeah, I mean, but I would say the one that would most likely, honestly, if it were real talk, it's probably, (laughs) it's probably, this is, this is, I I, I don't, I don't, I, I, it's sleep through the night, most nights, no problem. All, all jokes aside, I think the thing that honestly is like sometimes I replay social interactions in my head because Cameron, we've been hanging out for the last couple of days. I'm a chatty person. Yeah. I feel like I talk almost nonstop, and and I sometimes I'll lay in bed and replay conversations I had mm, with people. I was like, really? Did they misinterpret that? Did I say something stupid that I just meant in jest, or I was just trying to get a convo going, or I just kind of wanted to talk about something weird? Is that person that I leave a bad impression on that person? Either I, I playfully made fun of them, and maybe maybe they took it the wrong way, or maybe I said something Jesse, that we misinterpreted. They had that- the, just as many relaxation devices as you did. It's all good. <laughs> they don't care. What's your enneagram <laughs> number? Jesse? Honestly, the thing I constantly think about. Yeah, he's a nine. What's your enneagram number? A nine. I, what's he's yeah? Nine. I think the loyalist. Okay. I think is that it? No, that's that me. It's a six. A six. If you're a oh, six yeah, and you're an Ingram six, I do that all the time as well. So that's, that's another conversation for another day. Mm. But yeah. Very there interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, Derek, what issues would most likely to cause you a sleepless night? Wife and kids. Oh, right. really? Somebody, yeah, somebody hurt my family or if they're in a situation that I can't fix, I'd be, I'd be wrestling for sure. Huh. Yeah. Jamie, what my, about you? Hey, it's my babies. Mine is definitely kids. I mean, talking about like, does it get better? the worries are different when you have, you know, an 18 year old and 17 year old and it's just bigger worries, bigger problems, bigger fears. And so mine would be kids um, and maybe also big work decisions. I could second guess myself all day long. And so that I might be like, ah, oh, did I do that right? Yeah. Hmm. And Aaron too, but you know, like just with teenagers, it's like a whole yeah. nother thing. Hmm. All right. Well, there you go. There's just some conversation starting questions that you can try out with you and your friends on your road trip heading back from spring break this weekend. Well, before we wrap up, I want to thank Ryan Reynolds 
for joining us today. <laughs> Make sure to check out his new film, The Adam Project. It's on Netflix now. It's great. Um, and also, one last mention. Don't forget, go check out Relevant Plus, our new subscriber-only uh, plan where you get premium enhanced magazine, you get an exclusive podcast, you get a special subscriber edition of this podcast, ad-free reading at the website, unlimited articles, and so much more. Uh, you can go find out all the information by clicking the subscribe tab over there at relevantmagazine.com tells you all the plans you can sign up monthly get a big discount for the annual there's a lot a lot of stuff a lot of info there go check it out also make sure to check out the spring issue of relevant it's out now at the website and remember it's available ad free and enhanced to relevant plus subscribers and also you can see the ad supported version of the articles at relevant just click there on the magazine tab uh, we've got great conversations with Madison Pruitt, Judah and the Lion, Channing Tatum, and so much more. We told you all about the articles last week. Make sure to go see it for yourself at relevantmagazine.com. All right. That's a lot. Man, we're packed. There's things happening. We're moving. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron String. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Derek Miner. All right. Have a good week, everyone. listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all-new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com Oh, it is. It is very strange. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.